first. I'm going to use it from what God had gave me in my little minute mind of things that I have to do with what little bit I've got. If you're looking at me sideways sometimes, <clears throat> if there's a bright light on the other side, you can probably see all the way through there. So the Lord don't give me as much as he does some, but what I have, I give to thee. Amen. We're going to be preaching today about the glory of the Lord. Maybe, I don't know if I will be able to get it across to you. I think that you've got to reach in and of yourself. I think that I might mention a few things and then you've got to really reach in there to, to really to grasp what God has got for us. I believe that. And so as we think about this scripture and we think about the glory of the Lord, I want to read to you the text here in Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, you got to realize that this man was uh, king for maybe 52 years. That's a long time. We think about a president, they get a four-year term. And if they get a whole lot done, maybe they get four more years, and that's eight years, and that's it. Things had gone fairly well under his leadership. A lot of people in their lifetime, that's all they knew as a king was this king. And so therefore, they had got kind of set by being under that king sometime in our life. We, we that way. We depended on things. We, we wonder if, if change happens, what's, what's going to happen? But in the year the king Uzziah died, Isaiah's writing here and he said, I saw the Lord. Amen. You know, no matter what goes on in your life, can you see the Lord? Can you feel his presence? Can you understand that he's ever near you no matter what's going on, no matter what trial you got, you're going through and what tests you got that you're going through, no matter what hurts you're going through, no matter what challenge you got before you, can you see the Lord and know that the Lord is in every situation you're going to go through? We sang that song about God being on a mountain. And sometimes even when we're on a mountain, we don't, we don't realize. Matter of fact, we, we more uh, tend to beckon him. Brother Larry, when we're in a valley and when we're going through a, long, a hard time. So the king had, had passed and I pulled up this morning and I think I found it right that Adrian Rogers in Bellevue Baptist Church was a pastor there for 32 years. And I don't know but what he didn't do a good job all 32 years he was there. I can remember listening to his messages when I first started preaching. I would be preaching at Martin and I would pick him up preaching. It would be hard for me to use what I had that the Lord had gave me to use at that cowboy church because I said his, his stuff is better than mine. <laughs> Maybe that was the freshest word that I'd unheard. Adrian Rogers, what a man. I was able to do a, I was asked to do a funeral in Memphis, uh, funeral home uh, at the same time right after Adrian Rogers had passed for 32 years he went to be with the Lord. And it had been maybe a week or two had passed. And I've seen a multitude of people on this Saturday they were on the other side and I, and I asked as I was riding in the hearse out to the grave plot that we was going to, I, I asked him, I said so y'all busy today? Meaning y'all had another service. And he said, no, he said, Brother Eddie, it's been that way for over two weeks. They've been out there every day. That's the grave of Adrian Rogers. 
And people have flooded this place. They come in and they have, we've left the doors open to a funeral home, even day and night, because there's a flood of people because they thought so much of this man. And I want to say this in behalf of Adrian Rogers. I believe him to be that kind of man that if he had been your pastor for 32 years, I believe you'd been blessed to set up under his ministry. 32 years. Well, here's King Uzziah. He'd been 52 years a king, so that's all anybody knew. So in their mind, they was probably thinking about, I just wonder what's going to happen. Will everything fall apart? You know, we go from one president to another. If it ain't the one we voted for, we thought, well, man, it's just going to go south now. But I come to tell you, I stand here in 2017. It ain't because of the man that was in the White House. It's because of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He ain't dead. He's alive and he's well and he cares about you and he's going to take care of you no matter what comes in life. We've got a king that ain't going to never die. We've got somebody over us. I believe that, that here in, in Isaiah, I, I, believe that, I believe that he's seen it this way. He said in the midst of probably everybody was wondering what was going to go on. He said, i tell you what I've seen. He said, I've seen the Lord. He said, sitting upon a throne. Where do you see the Lord at in your life? I mean, where do you see the Lord at in your life? Do you see him as someone we maybe can get in a predicament sometime? We, we may can need some help. And if we, if we know the right people, as, I, as I've told you that I was going through Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I was headed to a team pen and need to qualify, and I, I stopped in Gonzales, and I needed to ride one ride. But just right before I got there, and I'll tell this story to Folks ain't heard it. Right before I got there, there was a car and had the trunk up. I, I, I just kind of noticed that was what was going on. And I didn't know there was a radar in the back of there. I was probably going a couple miles over speed limit. I'll say that. I, I might have been going maybe two miles over speed limit. It was enough to, for him to pull me over. And he gave me a citation. He gave me a ticket, what he did. And so, and so the man that was riding with me, he would come across as being a spiritual person. And for all I know, he is. And uh, he's a man of faith. And he just couldn't understand why. Here we going to preach a revival. Here we going to be doing a good thing. And we done got a speeding ticket. Well, we didn't get no speeding ticket because we was doing right. <laughs> we got a speeding ticket because we were doing wrong. But let me just tell you something. Ain't it something in the midst of all your wrong? Ain't it something in the midst of all your sin? Ain't it something in the midst of all your sorrow? Ain't it something in the midst of every trial and every test and every hurt you've been through? I come to tell you this morning that ain't God been faithful every time. I said every time. He said, I'm a God that I ain't gonna never leave you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not one when, when, the, when, when the wolf comes. I, I'm not one that's going to run off and leave you. I'm a good shepherd. He said, lo, I'm going to be with you always. So in the midst, if we think about, and this is not what I've been preaching about, I'm just trying to get you ready for this, this deal that, that it seemed like it was a rough time. And in the midst of it all, but let me tell you the story as I rode into the arena and I I'd got onto a horse that I'd sold a guy and I had my saddle there in the back of my truck and I, I was trotting along and, and this lady pulls up beside me and she's just trotting on her horse and, and you know, she had that Louisiana little slang and, 
Eddie Martin, what are you doing here in Louisiana? You know, and I told her where I was going. I was going to Beerus, as far as almost you can go before you get off in the water at, at Louisiana, down in New Orleans, past the Superdome or whatever it was. We passed that thing and went 65 more miles. I said, look like to me, I'm going to be preaching in the submarine. I didn't know you could go 65 miles past the Superdome. Way down in there, you could see water on both sides. You was just in the little, little old valley, but I was telling her that I was going to preach. And all of a sudden, I seen her as a person of, of importance. I said, I think I remember her being a, a person that maybe that was in some office. And I was thinking about that ticket. <laughs> oh, don't, don't our minds work better when we done got in trouble? Don't we say, if you can think of anybody that can help me, I done got in a jam. How many times have you been called like, do you know anybody that knows anybody? Ain't it good this morning that we've got a king here in the book of Isaiah. He said, I saw the Lord. He wasn't sitting in no dumpster nowhere. He wasn't sitting in no landfill nowhere. Look at our Lord and our King and our Savior and our Redeemer. Look at, he's sitting on a throne this morning. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father and he's interceding for you. What in the world does that mean? That means he already knows everything that you're going to go through. He's already talking to the Father about a hurt you got coming up. And he's already sending all the provisions that you're going to need to make it through everything that you're ever going to go through in your life. Sometimes even when we have a mess up. How many times he done been there for you when you messed up? <laughs> huh? When you done messed up? Ain't it something that last night you can, you can do something up under the up under being saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Spirit and how you can blow it. And you think, man, I don't even know how I'm going to show my face when I get to church in the morning. But after you get up this morning, being his mercies was new every day because he knew every wrong that you was going to ever do when, you, when he saved your soul. He knew what he was dealing with. Come on, Brother Kenneth. He knew. Matter of fact, Brother Chad, when I got saved, I mean, I, I told God I was ready to get saved. I was like, God, you sure you want me. I'm a 24-hour day deal. I ain't somebody you can just tell in the morning. What was it, Barbara, that your mama told you? Barbara Deadman Flores back there, she's, uh, she's got us in a cake decorating class. The other night, I was sitting there in that cake decorating class, me and Brother Charles, and I, I thought, boy, that's, it's a big change right here. Go from roofing two hours ago to a cake decorating class. It's just hard for a body, a man, to kind of adapt all that. But I got it some kind of way, you know. But my word, what a, what a great time. But I, I remember Barbara telling me one night she came in way later than she needed to. Mama locked the door on her. She left her a note saying, I'm not your mama no more. You didn't allow me to be your mama. You don't want to do what I want to do. So I shut the door and I'm not going to be your mama no more. That's not what happened. <laughs> mama opened the door. Mama's waiting like mamas do. See, they, they hold their position. A, a good mama, when, when you think mama's done me wrong, I, I can remember. I remember I thought my mom and daddy, I said, they got to be the dumbest folks ever walked. <laughs> I mean, they just don't understand. 
They don't understand what a young man's got to do. Everybody else is doing it. I, I remember my, my daddy telling me, son, but you ain't everybody else. You my son. What them others do, that's their business, but you're my son. And what we need to understand when we come to God is we his child. He cares about your going in and your coming out. Well, I got two stories I got to finish that I didn't got into. But anyway, I'll finish this first one. Barbara's mama said to her, Barbara, she said, what part of thou shalt not do you not understand? What part of that thou shalt not do we not understand when God's word and we know when we're doing wrong? So this lady was striding on that horse. I said, now you somebody. And I, and I told her, I said, you're a lawyer or something. You, you something. You got to be somebody. No, she was so humble. And I'm, I'm trying to be a, in a hurry with you because I know the most of you have heard it. But there's a lot in here that hadn't. I'm just telling you how God. Now, if you're tired here of the story, I'd probably be tired of hearing all your blessings. But David said, don't forget his benefits. And if I just brag on God, there may be one more time during life, Brother Chad, I've got a friend, he's in the house, he's already souping up a car. And he's already saying, when I get that done, I, I, I'm going to want you to drive it, Brother Eddie. He's a young guy. He ain't but 75 years old. And his initials are Charles Close. That's what his dishes are. He said, now this thing going to be souped up. And I just see right now, here we going to go somewhere and he going to say port to it. And by the time I do, here's going to come all the blue lights and your pastor again is going to be on the front of the stage traffic. They out here driving like wild men. They can't believe we done locked this guy up. And it ain't going to do me no good to blame it on a 75-year-old man. He made me do it. Amen. But I was trotting aside. I said, you're somebody, you're a lawyer, you're, you're something. She said, no, I'm not no lawyer. But she said, my husband is a lawyer. I said, oh, I was feeling a little better. <laughs> you're stopping way too soon. What you expect of the Lord is way yonder bigger than what you can imagine. What God can do for you, what he's already done for you, and what he's going to do for you, look at, it's way yonder bigger than what you can ever imagine. There's a lot of people that started a walk in the Lord, Brother Larry, and they just got off in there. <laughs> it was good when Mama gave me the bowl and, I, bowl, and I could just lick my finger around it and lick that cake ice. But thank God I didn't stop there. <laughs> You're talking about waiting upon the Lord. I, I waited on the cake. I waited till she got it done. Look, that was good. But what I'm trying to tell you, God's got a cake baked for you. Look at that all through life. He said, I'll supply your every need according to his riches and glory. I just want you to see the Lord this morning. I want you to acknowledge how the Lord will acknowledge sometime. We'll say, now ain't God been good to us. We'll say that. But you don't really realize that when you got up this morning and you, you got your feet out of that bed and you stood up on the side of that bed, there ain't but two folks out here is right and wrong and good and evil. God and the devil. And it wasn't nobody but the Lord that blessed you. So I said, so your husband's a 
lawyer. She said, yes, Brother Eddie. My husband's a lawyer. And I said, so what are you? She said, I'm the judge. Oh, oh, look at here. <laughs> I ain't seen it no more, Brother Sam. I ain't seen the ticket. I ain't heard about the ticket. Just like your sin when you come to God and you was all guilty as you possibly can be. Look at, he took that sin, brother, and he bared it as far as the east is from the west. But not only that, he gave you an advocate with the Father. Bible says when you get a ticket. Said, Brother Eddie, don't say that. Then turn over to 1 John. I'll find it for you. Y'all making me preach a long time. If y'all amen me, I think y'all got it. When you sit there and you don't amen me and you don't clap and you don't stand up, I think you ain't got it. So therefore, I'm having to preach long. You think us saved folks ain't got a good thing going. <laughs> Here we go. I'm close. First John chapter two. Here's how God does this. Man, we think we done got somebody. Somebody, you remember when you got maybe somebody hung around you and you got maybe 16, 17, maybe you just turned 18. And somebody come up and said, how you doing, boy? How you doing, boy? Boy. Can I get back? We might well say, I got you, boy. <laughs> Look here. The Lord don't even go that far. Matter of fact, he calls a sheep. Because he always knew that we was going to need a shepherd. That in and of ourself, that we couldn't do nothing right in and of ourself. In and of ourself, we were still going to think the same thing. And I know that you got saved, but I'm here to tell you, you still like banana pudding. You still like Baskin Robbins ice cream. You still like cornbread, tur turnip greens and cornbread. I mean, you still like all that stuff. And then you still like all that other stuff. All you got is you got a God that's interceding for you. We got us an attorney at work. And John in chapter 2, verse 1, it says, My little children, these things I write to you, that you speed not. Don't speed. <laughs> but if any man speed, we have an advocate, a judge, Bill. That's too good. Now, I remember being a time, I, I wouldn't have preached that verse because I didn't want you off the hook. I done got off the hook but I didn't want you off to it. You remember those signs, Brother Jason, when we first got saved? Like, I'm not. I'm going to keep the hammer on you. Like people say, like, man, I want you to preach hell hot today. Well, you didn't want me to preach it when you... <laughs> man, we got to find out an identification. We got to have a station identification break here of realizing what our identity is in Christ Jesus. And my little children, these things I write to you that you see or not, quit your sinning. That stuff. You got it. You got it. Now you think about sinning. Now you're running yourself out there bad. You're talking about, well, wait a minute. He may give me a license to go over and slap my neighbor when I get home about this deal. 
What you need to understand, there was a holy God that saved you. I mean, righteous didn't know no sin. When he gave his son Jesus die on the cross for your sin because he took your sin upon him, he didn't even look at it. He, he had his son feeling like he was the only one left in the whole wide world and he definitely was the only one that could die and shed blood for your sin. I mean, our Jesus, his son that died on the cross, it said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He said, because I'm gonna save some folks and they still gonna speed and they still gonna do wrong and they still gonna wanna get back and I'm gonna have to have my Holy Spirit in them. And I'm out to make provision. I'm out to come up with a thing called grace. You know what grace is? God's riches at Christ's expense. You think, well, it don't matter. Yeah, it matters. You're looking at it right. Every time God has to forgive you, every time God has to wipe that thing away, you need to realize that there was some blood that run down off a cross that run like a river and cut the one man do it and his name was Jesus. So therefore, what a mighty God. No wonder, no wonder here in Isaiah, he said, I saw the Lord. When the whole world thought everything had fell apart, said, I saw the Lord. He was high and lifted up. Why? Because it said, my, my little children, these things I write unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, this is right after the book that was written for the believers in verse number nine of chapter one. It said, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know what? Justification is when God justified the fact that you could get into heaven. It's just like you ain't never done nothing wrong. I had a man to do something real sweet for somebody one time. You could say that I kind of used the favor. And this man was getting blessed off of that favor. And it wasn't long after that had happened, the man that got blessed with a favor come running down the man that was blessing him. <laughs> he said, you know, he calls himself a Christian, but Brother Eddie, and getting blessed all the time. He was a man that was blessing him. He was a man that was making a check. I said, let me tell you something. First of all, the Bible says, whatever measure... Somebody asked for a cup of sugar, you, you give them a gallon of sugar. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You go buy them one. Somebody want a Coke, Bob said, give them yours and go get a, give them two. Somebody slap you on your cheek, turn the other and, and, get, and, and give them the other side. Why? Because when we look at things like God looks at it. There's going to come a time somebody's got to turn cheek when you done done them wrong. And man, you didn't really want them to quit loving you. You done made a mistake. You're going to ask forgiveness. And what a friend's going to be when he says, you know what? Just get this other side too. I'm letting you know that just one cheek, we got a better relationship. All this, all this right here and all these things, all this trying to teach us is how good God is, how he gave his life willingly. He that knew no sin became sin that you may become the righteous of God. Now, let me let you understand that. 
He who knew no sin became your sin so you could stand before a heavenly father. If it's today, if it's 50 years from now, if it's 70 years from now, it don't matter what it is. And God's going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. I tell you what you do. Amen. You go find me a reason why. An example why and how in and of yourself that you can stand before God without the shed blood. And I'm going to tell you that you're one of the most ignorant persons that I've ever met in my life. Boy, that's why we come to church. Because we just don't have a zeal of God. We understand we've got a Holy Spirit here. I, I better keep going, right? I, I got to keep going. So it says in this word right here, it says that you sin not. If any man sin, it see, we've got an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous. Now, I'm just going to tell you, this could make for another 30 minutes of preaching right here, but I'm just going to tell you what happens right here. See if the accusers has got a right to accuse you every day of sin in your life. But when the accuser goes to your heavenly father and accuses you of your wrong, and the world may look at the wrong, but look at, but when the accusers of the brethren goes to the heavenly father, let me tell you something, Sister Patricia, when the father checks it out, say, well, let me take one more look. And he said, all I see is the blood of Jesus applied to his life. Well done, my good and my faithful servant. What I'm going to try to tell you, I don't know when I'm going to quit this message. you missing the glory of God. Man, you can understand walking down an aisle. You can understand shaking a preacher's hand. You can understand go through the water. You can understand the fact, man, he's getting on to me. I need to do more. You're missing the glory. I don't know how long I'm going to take to talk to you this morning, but there's very few things that I'd ever tasted if I hadn't smelt an aroma come off of them. Boy, can you remember walking into Mama's house when she was fixing something? Huh? Jalen, I mean, you good at that at Lindsay's house, ain't it? That Anthony can cook. And you may not even be hungry, but I'll tell you one thing. When you go up in that grill and that, that smoke's coming off that grill, Bobby, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about there's an aroma there. Look here. God's glory. The glory of the Lord. Look at that, that, that you know, you done went through a hard time. God's done sent somebody there. The last one to leave. Jeff, I remember you getting out of a car, lined up. We was in a funeral procession there for his father. We was lined up. And uh, all of a sudden, I, I see these two nuts here get out of the car running. I said, well, I ain't never seen one of them marathon things at no <clears throat> funeral procession, but I guess they're going to run to the grave. They just bailed out of the car with you running. But when he was getting up and going in his trot, he, he said, there ain't no way that I'm going to let Wayne Washington come all this way up here to see me. I went down there where his daughter was in the car. I said, don't worry about your daddy and mama. They ain't gone plumb crazy. <laughs> but what happened is God done showed him some glory. Yeah. That God done sent somebody 
God doesn't send somebody love on him. Look at I done felt the glory of this thing. Somebody doesn't come in here to make this thing lighter. Somebody doesn't come in to make this thing easier. Look at there's a whole lot of folks that's getting blessed, Brother Sammy, and they don't understand it ain't nothing but the glory of the Lord that's shining around about them. Man. We went to build this church. I didn't have nothing. I mean, just out here. But my word, Brother Harris, I was acting like it. <laughs> but you know what? It was the glory of the Lord. It was the glory of the Lord when I look back. It was just the glory of the Lord. I remember, man, there was like 10 or 15 concrete trucks out here, a pump truck out here. Just a thing looked like it went on Mars out here just screening the concrete. No man had to get down. That thing, a machine did it all. They would just do around. I thought, look here. Today, we done took possession of all this stuff. And all it is is the glory of the Lord. Let me tell you one other deal. I was sitting at a funeral where a friend of Bobby's here, and they, all these folks know him. His name was Glenn Pollock. Glenn had been to a revival. I'd done a revival in the church, and I'd ask everybody in the church house, do you know Jesus? I'd look in the eye, and I'd look in the eye, do you know him? Glenn Pollock with cancer sat on his couch, and he said, I want you to do, his, his wife had me to come over, and he said, I want you to be the one to preach my funeral. And he said, at the end of that service, I want you to do the same thing you do in that revival. At my funeral, I want you to walk up to every person in there and I want you to ask them, if he died right now, do you know for a fact? You can lie to me. You can do what you want to do. That's what I want you to do at my funeral. I remember my friend, Hawk Wilson, pastor First Baptist election over 30 years, I guess. I remember Brother Hawk walking in there. He was just trying to get them ready. He, he went against it. He said, let me tell you something. He's preaching in my church. I, I don't have no problem, but I need to get you ready. We're not going to start this funeral. It was in the afternoon. He said, it could be dark when we buried your dad. <laughs> you done turned this man loose. You realize he ain't just going. He's going to the nursery. He, I mean, you realize how long that's going to take. It's going to be a packed house. So I remember his son coming to me and said, I need to talk to you. That's the funeral home election before we went out to do the preaching. I can remember. I can remember just, I can remember just, he was saying, well, Hortz, Brother Horst told me about this. I, I don't know. I said, man, look, y'all in charge. I remember all the finally, he said, go ahead. And I remember, I remember getting ready to go in the Chapel Hill Baptist Church, I remember getting ready to go in. Man, it was a whole weight on my life. Boy, this ain't going to be easy. It just seemed like it was a, a lot on me, Reed. Like, man, that folks ain't ready for this. Not at a funeral, but we up in the attic carrying bands and stuff out there. We're getting it there. <laughs> we call him Groovy, Jeff Weaver. The glory of the Lord was in my truck. I said, let's pray, Jeff. He said, man, Brother Eddie, that, that Jeff, he'll get nervous. He has to preach. He's going to take off two weeks. I mean, it's going to make him so sick in stomach. He's whining to do me like this. I said, well, he said, let's pray. We pray. And you know what Groovy said? He said, Brother Eddie, it's going to be okay. He said, it, it may have been true, may not have been true. He said, it's more folks in there that love you that don't love you. It's going to be all right. Let me tell you something. I look back at that day. I don't know why that thing bothered me that bad. 
I don't know why I felt like I, I mean, them folks, they, they wasn't going to shoot me. They wasn't going to eat me. <laughs> but my word, that's just some glory. And then I think about all the other folks who've been sent my way, just kind of take off just a little bit, just, just a little bit. It's the glory of the Lord. Yeah. That scripture, if you'll turn it back up there, we ain't even got to that part of the glory where we started over in Isaiah chapter 6. He said, in the year the king Uzziah died. When it didn't got bad, when it was terrible, he said, in that year, when everybody else is going to faint, he said, I saw the Lord sitting upon his throne and he was high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. I mean, it was just God everywhere. And above it stood seraphims. One, each one had six wings. With twain, he did cover his face. With twain, he did cover his feet. And with twain, he did fly. I don't know. I don't know what. And I think when you see the Lord, there's going to be a whole lot of fireworks going. Huh? Sister Connie, when that cancer come upon you, what you don't know is, when he said, lo, I'm with you always, when they said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up, when you was going through that problem, Brother Chad, when you, when you was going through that hard, hard time, what you don't know, it was the glory of the Lord and it was just shining all around you. Look at, and it was angels just flying all around you and he was taking care of you. The only way I know to say this is I read one more verse and I better quit. Said in one cry to another. I like how you said it three times. They should have said a hundred Three times probably ought to be enough because that's representing the Trinity. God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost is three. I don't care what them nuts say. And it'll always be three. <laughs> Amen. And one cried one to another and said, holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, Holy. Let me tell you something. We need to understand it's more than a walk down an aisle. It's more than some kind of little confession that you didn't even mean. It's more than a vow that you're going to break. It's more than saying something that you can't keep. When you come down an aisle and say, listen, I'm accepting Jesus Christ of my Savior and whatever he wants to do in my life, I'm willing. And I'm going to get back to you in a minute. But let me tell you something, Brother Michael. I done bragged on my grandbaby enough. I, I better brag on some of y'all's. I had her a while ago. But when you look at your, your daughter, Ronnie, it means more as granddaddy. Let me get on granddaddy a minute. Ronnie, when you hold that grandbaby. And if I come up and I say, boy, she's pretty. And you, you, you may say, the Lord's good. It's bigger than that. Boy, we blessed. Maybe if I say, boy, ain't you blessed? You say you're blessed. But what you don't know is all around that grandbaby. The reason why you got it anyway, because it was the glory of the Lord. God had already sent out. He had already, the Bible said, in your time of trouble, he'll send angels to camp around about you. I'm here to tell you, it's the glory of the Lord. Let me tell you something, church. Don't miss the glory. What's her little old name? Doc, the little one. Aslan, as I walked in the classroom, they was getting ready this morning, and here come Aslan. Boy, and I'm getting down there real low. 
I said, just put it right here. A little bitty thing just smacked me. Just All the glory. I'm talking about the glory. The glory of the Lord. Look at, and your trouble, and your test. Look at, your yard's going to look better. Your home's going to look better. If you can understand, it's because the glory of the Lord is shining around about you. One cried to another, and he said, holy, holy, holy. You get a hold of that before you get a hold of them serpents. Holy. It's the message. It ain't about the birds. It, it ain't about the angels. It ain't about what they was covering. It ain't about what they was doing. It's about the message that they sent forth. That trial you went through, that test you went through, that hard time you went through, whatever you're going to go through, you need to realize this morning that the glory of the Lord, the glory of the Lord, the glory, the glory. Man, you got a friend you can call a friend. Friend come this morning and said, you do not want me to do whatever. I, I, well, you crazy. You're my friend. Man, we done had the glory of the Lord upon us. Why in the world you want to stop something? I, almost like Jerry Clower now. I don't know what you call them folks who want to make those ladies where they have to equal rights or something and they was going to mess up Jerry Clower's ma mama, and Jerry Clower said, my mama likes it just the way it is. <laughs> she, she, she don't want no hair up under her arm, no on her chest or nothing. She don't want to change the oil in the car or nothing. Mama is happy just like it is. I come to tell you this morning what God done done. I'm happy just like it is, and I'm glad not only he gave me the Holy Spirit, but there's the glory of the Lord. It's almost like the Holy Spirit and grace and mercy and truth. And the gospel is wadded up. And there's something flying around about you and you're saying, holy. Holy is this ground. Moses said, take your feet off of this ground that I'm standing on. It's holy ground. Why? Because the glory of the Lord is all around us. I don't know about you this morning. But just like I told you that story and I've told you several times. I had so much to share with you. Just like several times I've told you this story. How God made provision. How God come in and he just shined on me when I didn't deserve it. Just as guilty as could be. Jimmy, when I got up a morning when I knew I'd done messed up and I sometime a Sunday morning I said, Lord, if you just take that anointing off, I deserve it. I deserve it. I hadn't really acted in a way this week that I need to act. I really hadn't presented myself in a way that I need to present myself. Lord, if you take that anointing off, I know it's time for me to go and do something else. And it'll be a Sunday morning like last Sunday morning when Richie stepped out first. Made a way for three more to come and ask. Jesus to come in the heart and save them. Amen. Boy, God's good. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. The Bible said there's coming a time. Sarah, start the invitation. There's coming a time. Let me tell you something. That everybody from James back yonder on that very back row and everybody sitting in this section, Doc, from you all the way down here and all in this row, from Brother Jason sitting right here all the way back to Larry, 
Junior and Larry Jacobs back there in the back. All from Larry and comb this whole thing, go all the way to Chad back there in the back. It's coming today that every knee is going to get out. You're going to be just as guilty as I was when I got that ticket. I mean, done gave your life to Jesus. Yes. Far as what you've done, you're not going to be deserving of getting in. Come on. But because you come with a childlike faith, yes. you didn't have nowhere else to go to get no peace anywhere. You done tried everything else. Right. It was probably a low time in your life anyway that brought you to Jesus anyway. You just need him so bad. Yes. And you come and just with your mouth, you say, Lord, I'm trusting you as my Lord and Savior. Ain't you glad to know that if you've been born again? <laughs> Woo! Huh? I believe them same seraphim's going to show up. <laughs> Woo! Boy, I believe them same seraphim's going to show up to, to Jennifer and they're going to be flying over you and you ain't deserving, but they're going to be saying, holy, 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 through the blood of the Lamb, they holy. Ain't that some good preaching? <laughs> Woo! Boy, the devil don't like that kind of preaching. He don't like that. Holy. Boy, and you're going to get off on your knee. Brian, he's going to say, Brian, what more? Well done. My good and my faithful servant. What are you going to get? You're going to get life everlasting. You're going to live forever. Your granddaddy, Daryl's daddy, you're going to get to see him. Y'all going to get to go fishing for 100,000 years if you want to. It ain't going to matter. It ain't going to matter. Look here. Jesus said, Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But boy, when he said, I come to give you life, y'all need to grab hold of this thing. It's more than come sitting on one of these little pews right here, one of these seats right here, one of these soft. It's a whole lot more than that. I'm talking about the glory of the Lord shining all around about you. The glory of the Lord is protecting you. The glory of the Lord is making a way. Give your life to Jesus today so you can enjoy the glory. Wow. Let's stand. Let's stand. Lord, as many are going to come to the altar.